नमस्कार दोस्तों मैं हूं आपका अपना अनिकेत वर्धन और आप सुन रहे हैं बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट It was literally a freaking mechanical orgasmotron. It just had that the smell, the the shakes, the little drips of oil and and the mechanicalness of everything exposed and it was just fantastic. I mean, it, it was just a glorious thing. It made that the sound which a V twin makes and oh my god, that thing was it. Biker Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding, which celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? to episode number 54 and part 2 of the long way home with the builder of the musket v twin engine and fabricator extraordinaire aniket vardhan on the biker radio broadcast india's exclusive podcast on motorcycling celebrating its heroic riders legendary mechanics and iconic builders through the stories told by members of its community one legend at a time i'm shandy and i'm sunny now if you've not listened to episode number 53 before this We suggest you pause cast and rewind but if you already have listen connect right on this is the story of how the musket v twin actually got built the dream the joys the anguish the people and their contributions in making the creation come alive but first we ask aniket about his dreams what got him to build the musket v twin engine from molten metal take us to the dream it was it was really visceral it was i mean i don't know if you guys have seen my site but i have this brief account there of i saw an old harley in old delhi back in my college days in spa mm-hmm. and that was the turning point that was literally the the moment which defines the next 10 years of your life next maybe next 15 years of your life um I was just, you know, in the university campus, and I had gone to probably, I guess, Kingsway Camp uh, is the name of the area where there's a bunch of shops and stuff, not mm-hmm. far from university campus. Mm-hmm. And I was on my bicycle, and I saw this old Harley parked over there, and I'd never seen anything like that before. It was a World War II Harley, mm. um, mm. the uh, the exact same. 
bike, which if you guys remember those three-wheeled putt-putties in Delhi back Absolutely. in the day? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Putt-putties with the three wheels and that two seats in the back yeah. and the front uh-huh. of it a motorcycle. Yeah. Right. Those were Harley Davidsons. True. And uh, they were called a survey car. It was a three wheeled uh, utility vehicle which Harley used to make back in those days for transporting goods. And, you know, like a, mm-hmm. it's like a little minivan, but oh. it's got the front of a motorcycle and on the back it's two wheels. Okay. Right. And in India, they survived right from the 40s. And at some point in time, those original Harley engines just completely were impossible to repair and find parts for. And they were gas guzzlers too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They were not were giving you a bunch of miles. So they got replaced with those big single cylinder industrial diesel engines, which would go pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was a Harley Davidson. So I'd never seen an actual motorcycle version of a Harley. I'd just seen those putt putties, which mm-hmm. had those just front forks in which the springs would be exposed. You know, remember yeah. those girder forks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a genuine, usly 1940s old Harley. And the guy who had it, I know I waited until he came back from whichever dukan he was buying, whatever. Mm. And I asked, mm. So it was his dadaji's and it been in the family for decades and it had come to him. And okay. he was just, you know, taking great care of it and riding it once in a while. And mm-hmm. when he fired it up, man, I mean, you can imagine what it was like. It was, it was literally a freaking mechanical orgasmotron. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just had that, the smell, the, the shakes, the, the little drips of oil, and, and the mechanicalness of everything exposed. Um, and it was just fantastic. I mean, it, it was just a glorious thing. It is one of the greatest uh, things ever made in terms of machinery, in terms of um, generating emotion in someone. Right. Uh-huh. That. Oh my God, that thing was it. So that. Worked. So he just read and he takes off, and I never saw that bike again. But you know, I mean, it made that that the sound which a V twin makes, and right. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, at that point in time, I never actually thought that I would make something, but it was like, shit, I, I really, really want something like that. I really want a bike like that. And I think it was a year after that, that I actually got an Enfield of my own, mm. uh, which I used to to college and it was my pride and joy. Wow. And, uh, I absolutely just adored that thing. I mean, I got through all those difficult days of being a confused teenager. And then in my early twenties, what kept me sane and somewhat grounded was having that bike and tinkering with it constantly and always trying to make it run better and and idle perfectly and make no mechanical noise and all of that shit. And then So it was it was the it was the it was the experience of having that Enfield and remembering the Harley. Here's what we have in India, yeah. which mm-hmm. is in its own sense the same idea and the same presence as Harley Davidson is in the US. It is an old brand which has been around for a long time. Yeah. It still makes machines the way they used to back in the day. They haven't mm-hmm. changed much. And they have that thumping sound. That's exactly what a Royal Enfield is to the Indian biker, you know. True, true. It's the same thing. It's got a thumping sound. The main thing is that it's a single cylinder. And the whole Harley thing, the magic of it is the V-twin, 
सो देन इट वॉज की यार चलो उस तरह की कोई चीज बनाते हैं स्टार्ट दिस थिंग एज द बेसिस ट्राई एंड यूज एज मेनी ऑफ द इंटरनल इंजन पार्ट एज पॉसिबल सो दैट इफ दिस इंजन कैन बी मेड देन टू राइड एंड मेनटेन इट इज गन बी वेरी इजी एंड इकोनॉमिकल बिकॉज ऑल द पार्ट विच यू एवर नीड टू रिप्लेस आर इजली अवेलेबल एंड make that the design concept that it would be it would be a v-twin royal enfield it would be a v-twin for the indian market and it would be something which would be practical and fit into you know our country's biking scene and uh that was a, that was the idea and that's pretty much what happened but funny thing is that it couldn't happen in india it could happen only when i went to the us and mm-hmm. i had my hands on tools and machines to do all of that stuff Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket Pete Twin and this is the long way home. I almost had an orgasm while the time that you were describing that early. Yeah, bilkul main keh raha hu. It's an awesome looking machine and those things are so freaking badass and cool is because they have the history of having been there for the allied troops fighting through World War 2. and they were so robust and so simple and so unbreakable that they lasted through all of that abuse and yeah. they're still there and the people who have them the fucking thing still run yeah. and uh it's like you know back like you, your question from a little while ago about back in those days things being more real and things being more genuine imagine anything made today lasting for 60 70 years i don't think it's going <laughs> to happen you know but stuff from back in the 50s 60s 40s it's still here and it's still freaking running and it's still doing the job because it was made to last right. it was made for doing a purpose not for making some design statement or some fucking styling look and feel you know covered with shit all over which is just there for nothing other than to look outdated in a couple of years i'm just not into that stuff at all I like stuff which just stands up to time. It doesn't have to put on a new coat every year to make you look at it. It's like, hey, this is the way I am. Take me or leave me. You know. <laughs> so I had the same bikes for for decades. I'm not I'm not going to upgrade to the next model which comes out at all. Right. My bikes are all 40 years old and I love them and I have no desire for something which is coming out today. The way you are, Brapa I was born Buddha. Main cheez mein koi ruchi nahi thi hamesha even when you're a kid and you think the Enfield Bullet is the coolest bike. Nayi cheez ka naam ruchi tha. Nayi cheez ka naam ruchi? Kya? Aise you said nayi cheezon mein ruchi nahi thi. Ha, nayi cheezon mein ruchi nahi thi. Wah, ji phir se dur ki soch liya aapne. Ha. I never had a really friend called Ruchi if uh, that's what you're hinting at. I will get to the other names, don't worry. <laughs> We've done our research. Any man, I've I've had a very very boring life in every area except for. You don't know how good our research is. <laughs> you, were, you were at SPA, man. I mean, come on. Come on. I I was doing sideburns. SPA. I was doing nothing of any any ill repute. Uh, at ill SPA. repute, kis ne kaha? Yeah, who calls it ill repute? <laughs> It's very reputable. Eh? Kuch nahi yar, kuch nahi kya maine. जंगली बीज बो रहे थे हम यहाँ पे वह बालक की तरह 
पाठशाला में ज्ञान प्राप्त करने के लिए जाते हैं और उसके बाद घर वापस आ जाते हैं तुम तो वहाँ पे भी सबमिशन नहीं करते थे तो फिर कर क्या रहे थे तो वहाँ पे भी प्रोफेशनल कर रहे थे मोटरसाइकिल से खुटर फुटर कर रहा था या गिटार से खुटर फुटर कर रहा था गिटार में भी बड़ा पागलपंथी थी बेसिकली शोर मचाने की चीजों में मुझे इंटरेस्ट रहा है गिटार्स मेक नॉइज इन मोटरसाइकिल मेक नॉइज नहीं कुछ मैंने कुछ इंटरेस्टिंग हरकतें नहीं की यार सो इराउंड थर्ड इलेक्ट्रिक गिटार विच वॉज मेड कम्प्लीटली आउट ऑफ मेटल नो वुड एंड सिंपल रीजन फॉर दैट वॉज की यार दिल्ली शहर में कोई डंकी लकड़ी नहीं मिलती थी यार you just keep where do you find a wood shop which has some decent hardwoods or anything you can't you can go to pachkuya road back in the day where they are making crappy furniture mm-hmm. and unke paas ye phatta pada hua hai and you can convince them to sell it to you and it's some random shitty wood which is just awful to work with but in spite of that i did do a guitar which was made out of wood but uh, you oh, really? know thought isse kuch zyada badhiya karna hai तो मैंने थर्ड ईयर में एक गिटार बनाया था जो सारा का सारा स्टील और एल्यूमिनियम से ही बना था अच्छा दुकानें होती है ना जहाँ पे वो गेट बनाते हैं लोहे के गेट बनते हैं उनके पास थोड़े से टूल्स होते हैं पीछे भैया यहाँ पे छेद कर दो भैया यहाँ पे छेद कर दो सो सब जस्ट नो एक्सेस टू एनी थिंग ना हाई दिस इज अनिकेत वर्धन ऑफ द मस्कट वी ट्वेन एंड यू आर लिस्निंग टू द बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट आई थिंक वीर ऑल एंटरप्राइजिंग एज वी ग्रो अप एंड दैट इज एन इम्पॉर्टेंट डिस्टिंगशन एंड अ वर्चू फॉर अस टू कंसिडर वेन वी आर नेविगेटिंग पेरेंटहुड Uh, often it is this outstanding ability that our education system stifles rather than facilitate mm. aniket however found his soul's calling in design engineering he loves a good laugh and has a sharp talent for mimicry to complement that sharp mind we asked him for a few bits and bobs and this is one of them apar khudar hum hai aniket vardhan ye rana saab hai और आप सुन रहे हैं बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट सो रॉचेस्टर इंस्टीट्यूट ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजी यस करेक्ट वायर आपने तो बहुत जबरदस्त रिसर्च कर लिया यू आर करेक्ट लिंक्ड इन खोला हुआ है सो so, 99 टू 2001 यू आर मास्टर्स डिग्री इंडस्ट्रियल प्रोडक्ट डिजाइन industrial design yeah not product design specifically it was mm. industrial design mm. was it something you wanted to do or was it just a natural that's, progression that's, i guess that's what i really wanted to do when i did architecture instead but uh, industrial design is pretty much every single thing you use for anything in your day to day life anything right. which gets manufactured in a factory for people to use yeah like that's designed by an industrial designer Mm. Yeah. So, assistant professor of industrial design, Columbus College of Art and Design. That's long gone, Babu. That was done and gone in 2008. But you started the, uh, 2002, right after RIT. You joined. Yes. That. That is correct. So, There was a year. Uh, RIT. I graduated 2001, yeah. and that was about a month or so before the September 11 attack happened. Ah, yeah. And uh, that was the worst time to just graduate. Uh, looking for a job in an industrial design firm in the US on a student visa right. where they would have had to sponsor uh, you know H1B and all of that jazz 
So it was just a nightmare trying to find uh, any place which would even interview you. I had quite a few interviews where they said, we really like your stuff, but there's no way we're hiring anyone right now. Right. Mm-hmm. The next closest thing which I could apply for was to uh, teach industrial design. Okay. And uh, so towards the end of my one-year practical training period, because over there, after you graduate, mm. they give you a year to gain some practical experience. And during that time, if you get hired, fine. If you don't, you go back home. Mm. So towards the end of that, I had an interview call from this uh, really old, um, well-respected art and design college in Columbus, Ohio. And that's what took me there and uh, came on board in 2002. I wasn't really expecting that they would actually hire me because they would have to do all this extra running around and justify to the, you know, uh, United States uh, Department of Immigration why they had to hire someone from another country because they couldn't find uh, an American applicant who could uh, fulfill that position, but they did, you know. Right. So, so did you turn out to be a good to, teacher? Uh, was I a good teacher? <laughs> did you figure out? I don't know, man. That would be something to ask any of my former students. Um I, I, I felt I enjoyed it and put in a lot of energy into it and was fairly animated and excited for a certain length of time. But then it started to be a little uh, repetitive because mm. the, uh, the deep dark secret of teaching is that you kind of just do the same stuff over and over again. Mm. And it can really, really, really get incredibly depressing if you're a creatively inclined sort of person. Uh, and what happens is that even if you're teaching something creative like design and whatnot, um, the amount of energy it takes to do that, uh, you know, five days in a week, teaching other people and talking about it all the time, right. that you really don't feel any desire or energy to do your own work uh, when you get back home. You're like, shit, I just want to sit and not think about design and making stuff. Right. So, kam nahi ho hai. And uh, so at a certain point of time, and I was pretty sure that this, this uh, childhood dream of making this uh, V-twin engine for the Indian, uh, uh, you know, biker scene using the Royal Enfield, I really, really want to put my energies into that and make it happen. And that can't happen if I'm still teaching. So I just quit that in 2008. Because uh, it took uh, 9-11 to get you into... Industrial Design Columbus, Ohio. Teaching it. Teaching yes. it. Yeah. And yeah. then it took uh, another disaster to get you into Boggs and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, it, it wasn't a disaster. It was well, the Lehman Brothers crashed around then, right? But that that's not the reason why. Because <laughs> the Art and Design School was not uh, laying anybody off. No, I know. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I take I take the point for which you know the the actual accurate rendition of the story is that one of the few things mm. which managed to stay robust through an economic downturn is colleges because right. uh, people turn to getting a higher degree to improve their skills because that's the best thing to do if um, you know there's a difficult time going on in the job scene. Mm. So, mushkil ke time mein people go and get another degree. Mm. And uh, so, there wasn't there wasn't anything going wrong at the art and design school. I could have stayed there. Yeah. In, in a year's time, I would have been up for associate professor right. and all of that stuff. But it was key, do I picture myself doing this for 
uh, you know, X number of years or I'm really, really done. And there was a time when, you know, um, a certain chapter in your life has to close. And that was that. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket Be Twin. And this is The Long Way Home. So whose bike was it? Is Was it a Dono bike? Where did you get this bike from? The very first one, the yeah. red and black bike, which uh, yeah, yeah. I first posted pictures of. Yes. That's a whole story in itself. I actually got that bike imported from Karolbagh to the US. What was it? Ah, it was, it was hardcore, man. Because at that point of time, this is the early 2000s, uh-huh. uh, 2003, 2004, when, yeah, I have to do this. And the very first thing I need is I need a damn Enfield bullet here. Right. That's what I'm going to take all my measurements and figure out everything. So the only option was to import a bike straight from India. And I looked up into all of the research key. Yes. Uh, you know, those Karolbag shops where they restore the old bullets yeah. and uh, they export them, you know, uh, they, yeah. they go to the UK, they go to the Europe, they go to US because bullets have fans all over the world. Yeah. Right. And there's lots of those shops in Karolbag. I mean, you probably have heard of Lali Singh Absolutely. and, uh, uh, Sony Motors and places like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Where uh, do the whole package. You can take a tour up to Leh Ladakh and rent the bike. And then you can ship the bike back to Europe when you're going back if that's what you want and all of that jazz. So I found some guy and and he wasn't really good to deal with. Uh, he did uh, do some really shoddy stuff. But thing is, you know, I had to fix everything anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a job to get that bike from there to there. I mean, the guy took like two, three times the length of time he said it would take. And and I cannot tell you how many phone calls and gali galaj happened. Mm. Ki, yaar, and then he would mm. send me a picture which would look like shit. Ki kuch hua hi nahi hai. Right. You know, <laughs> kuch hua hai and it and it's just standing there. It was like literally like what the hell? So when I when that bullet came and I said shit this thing is slow now the need to make a V twin bullet was even greater. It has to be done. It was still in the teaching phase when I just decided Okay. And at that point of time, I knew all the CAD I could possibly ever want to know. I could model anything in 3D because I had to learn that in design school. Mm. So when I took a trip to India to visit family, I went to Mayapuri okay. and bought an old bullet engine. So in that time, there was a He was okay. famous in that area. For oh. the army disposal bikes, he would have all kinds of old bullet parts and things just stacked up. Oh. And so I bought a purana bullet ka engine from his And uh, it was complete. And I put it in my suitcase And this is after <laughs> September. So, you know, any kind of weird looking shit in a suitcase could have been trouble. But in kismat, they didn't ask anything x-ray, x-ray, hai, whatever it is, I got that bullet engine back and that's when everything started in earnest in terms of figuring out all kinds of dimensions and things ki kahan pe kya fit hoga, kya ignition ye, wo oil pump ye, plant gun. And wo sab CAD-WAD mein draw kiya. And dheere dheere, it came to the point where 
Now this thing has to be turned into something three-dimensional, which is going to be used to make a metal casting mm-hmm. of this crank. It's because the, the body of the engine, you know, like if you're looking at the human body, your torso mm-hmm. is what everything plugs into. You know, your legs pop out of the bottom of your torso and your arms are stuck to the top and your head is up there. So, all these things are going to fit in the crank case in the engine. That's the crank in the engine. The cylinder head right. bolts to the top, the crank goes inside, all the other things like the cams and the valve train, they go inside there. So this is a thing which holds the whole thing all together. Right. That's the crank. And it's typically an aluminum alloy cap thing. That's what it is. It's been that way for decades. Okay. So the idea was that I want to cast this out of metal. I don't want to take a giant block of metal and machine the whole damn thing from solid because mm-hmm. that just doesn't feel right. You know, again, referencing your original remark, how things used to be done back in the day. You know, uh-huh. so if I'm trying to make something which is vintage and bullet and 1950s and all of that, it's mm-hmm. got to be done that way. You know, if I'm going to CNC machine a block of metal and it just looks like it came out of a computer, it's not fun. It's not casting. It's not sand ki casting. It's mold lakdi ka hath ka bana hoga. All uh-huh. of that, you know, wo, wo romance, romance aara jata na, wo, So there is so, that romantic in you, right? Oh, totally. Yaar, beshar ni se. टोटल 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 तो धीरे धीरे वो बनाया लकड़ी का पूरा मेटल कास्टिंग का मोल्ड बनाया एंड फाइनली खत्म खत्म करके ढूंढने किया कहाँ पे एक कास्टिंग फाउंड्री मिलेगी जहाँ पे वो लोग आपकी मोल्ड लेंगे और उसका सैंड मोल्ड बना के उसके अंदर आपका चोजन एलॉय को पिघला के वो लोग पोर करेंगे अब वो अपने आप भी कर सकते हैं लेकिन आई डिट है फेसिलिटीज टू डू दैट आप अपार्टमेंट में रहते हो तो आप कहाओगे अपना एक फर्नेस के अंदर आप मेटल पिघला रहे हो वो तो सवाल ही नहीं उठता आपको बाहर निकाल के फेंक दिया जाएगा वहां से निकलो भाई बिल्कुल कोई नहीं मानेगा कोई नहीं मानेगा Yes, that is, that's exactly what happened. The way it worked out is that one of my students at the art and design school, he'd mentioned that his dad has a machine shop and that's the family business. Mm. And he himself used to work there part-time and then come to school. Uh, he was mm-hmm. an excellent guy, very smart guy, still really good friends of mine. And um, so I went and met his dad and talked it over with him and said that I've always wanted to do all this metalworking stuff and make stuff out of metal, particularly this motorcycle engine, which I've been working on for a little while. And now I'm at the stage where it's time to make it. So mm-hmm. would it be okay with you if I came in and uh, learned how to use all these machines and then do some of your work ah. part-time? Okay. And then in the evenings, I work on my project and he said, fine, that's okay. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. just see that you're going to be safe around these machines and you can do stuff without, you know, impaling yourself or losing a few limbs and mm. uh, getting me into trouble. So... Once you're at the stage where you're fine with all of that, you can come in and work on your own project. That's okay. And that's exactly what I did. Does your friend have a name? Absolutely. His name is Steve Boggs. He's pretty much Uncle Steve to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, his two sons are like brothers to me there. I mean, they're pretty much like part of my family over there in the U.S. is these guys. He pretty much uh, let me 
have my way in the shop from working on my own project uh, mm-hmm. very early on. And I had my own key to get into the shop anytime. It was a great time there because I'd always wanted to be able to make anything I had in my head. And it was at that period of time, it was all mostly metal bits and parts. And yeah. that was a shop I could make anything I wanted. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V-Twin, and you are listening to The Biker Radio Rodcast. We need to pay tribute to Steve Boggs. He gave uh, Aniket the chance to use the workshop to fabricate the V-Twin dream machine. Yep. On behalf of the motorcycling fraternity, Steve Boggs, sir, we would like to express our admiration for what you facilitated and offer our respect for your faith. Now, all that Aniket needed was a foundry to cast his dream. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket P-Twin, and this is The Long Way Home. I had to find the foundry, and there was one foundry in Columbus, and the guy was talking to next month, next month, what not. Then finally, he said, no, I don't think we can fit it in. Because again, I'm a guy who's wanting one set of castings. These <laughs> So that's where it gets tricky if you are, you know, some individual with a little project rather than a company with a big order. Right. So it takes a while to find. I mean, these days it's just so much better because the internet has just transformed everything. There's all these shops online where you can send them your drawing and they will send you back the part, whether you want one or whether you want 20. It could get pricey, but it can be done, right? Right. Yeah. But my thing was, I mean, there was no way anyone was doing anything for me. You know, the satisfaction is only there if you do it yourself. For someone like me, again, who is a romantic person, who has been in If someone has been in his hands, so, that guy just said, Ki, oh, I don't think I can fit this in. But here's this other guy in town. He's got a pretty small shop and I think he'd be able to do your one or two parts. So, I went to that and I was a little mandabudi type of person. So, casting nikal ke Usne mujhe bola ki, ye, ye change change karna padega, and you're going to have to, uh, you know, change this angle here and do this and that, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, so let me know when you're done. I took my box to go to the house and I saw that this box is a little bit of a box. And then I found out that this, pardon my Sanskrit, this haram sadhe kutte kameene ne khidki ke saamne is mere mold ko dala aur khidki khuli chhod di poore weekend ya poore week and barish ki tarah aayi aur mere haath se bane hue mold ko nehlaya and ye lakdi ka bana hua hai aapki lakdi phool gayi ah humne matlab humne jaise aate ko bela aur garam tel mein daala bhool gaya sala harami so it was just this shock of a lifetime when I picked up the mold and I saw that the bottom half is just completely swelled and some bits have come off and it's cracked because the wood has sat in water right, for days. So I right. just picked it up and I was running because I was running away from it. 
मेरे अंदर का मेरे अंदर का डीयू वाला गुंडा बाहर निकल के आता दिल्ली वाला दिल्ली एंड ही वाज जस्ट बैबलिंग सम शिट लाइक ओ यू कैन फिक्स दैट विद बॉन्डो बॉन्डो मैंने कुछ नहीं बोला मैंने कुछ नहीं बोला क्योंकि अगर मैं वार्तालाप करता ना तो उस दिन जो है बहुत गड़बड़ होने वाली थी बस अपना डब्बा उठाया और मैं वहां से फुट लिया एंड उस समय कॉलेज की नौकरी छोड़ी नहीं थी और मैं अपने ऑफिस में जाके बैठ के मैंने मतलब पता नहीं कितनी गालियां दी अपने दिमाग में सर पीटा होगा उस मोल्ड को देखा नहीं है फिर उसके बाद यार उसको ठीक कर दिया काट कूट के सारी गड़बड़ चीजें काट के फिर से बनाई चिपका दिया उसके तीन कोट पॉलीथीन के और फिर से डाले और सब कुछ कर दिया and then wow. uh, found another foundry which was a uh, couple of hours away from me like 3 hours away from me in another town called Toledo just a little north of Columbus and this place was uh, just a totally different operation professional and uh, you know really nice people barish barish kam hoti hai window nahi thi nahi wahan pe barish nahi hoti hai window bhi nahi thi aur wo window ke bagal mein rakhte bhi nahi hai main cheez ye hai तो दिस गायक वि तो हम वहां पे अपना सारी रात सोई नहीं सारी रात ही खुश होके मतलब एक्साइट होके पिक्चर करें क्या होगा क्या होगा क्या होगा एंड अगली सुबह हम पहुंच गए वहां पे आठ बजे तो सुबह सुबह साढ़े पांच बजे उठे गड्डी में बैठ के निकल गए और पहुंचे उधर एंड श्योर इनफ दे पोर्ड माई कैस्टिंग दे केम आउट ग्रेट दे लुक ब्यूटिफुल फीलिंग ऑफ सींग योर लकड़ी का पार्ट in beautiful shiny you know aluminum alloy for the first time we now this is business now this is for real right lagdi ko kuch nahi hai it's a visual representation but it's not going to run and pretty soon i was working on my castings and doing all my machining operations and for 2009 mein january 23 tarikh raat ke 1 baje right bike baje honge उसको मैंने पहली बार किक मार के स्टार्ट कर दिया यार एंड दैट वाज द इंजन व्हिच आई पुट इन दैट रेड एंड ब्लैक बाइक राइट व्हिच आई स्टिल राइडिंग एंड इट रन्स परफेक्टली यार हाय दिस इज अनिकेत वर्धन ऑफ द मस्केट वी ट्विन एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू द बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट बाइकर रेडियो साउंड बोर्ड Hi, I'm Vinil Vargis from leavetheroad.in, a blog about motorcycles, life and all in between. I will be your soundboard today on the Biker Radio broadcast. Today we are talking about face masks while riding out. You are legally required to wear a mask when you go out. Motorcyclists are used to this and the bandana or the balaclava is their favorite go-to mask. While most of us wear it as a single layer, at times when you need to visit crowded places, you might want to learn how to wear it with a double layer some people have added a layer of ordinary tissue to ensure better filtration that said please also be aware that inadequate co2 recycling can have severe results 
and it's always advisable to revert to a single layer balaclava or face mask as soon as you can. We are following a few helmet manufacturers and some researchers who are actively working on solutions. Many companies are putting out face masks which are tested for design and security. However, buying one from someone enterprising enough locally shows where your heart really is. For absolute security, you could keep a prescribed N95 mask handy. You can wear it when you remove your helmet. If you don't have a visor, now is the perfect time to get one. Keep your sanitizer and tissue handy to wipe down your helmet and visor. You might prefer a sanitizer which is not artificially scented. Check bikeradioroadcast.com for balaclava wearing options. That's it from me, Binal Varghis from leavetheroad.in. Catch my long-term ownership review of the BS4 Royal Enfield Himalayan at leavetheroad.in. Listen, connect, ride on. Bike Radio Soundboard. Soundboard. The Musket V Twin first turned in January 2009, and if you have heard the previous episode, you will know that the workshop that he fabricated his machine in faced some serious challenges. And in 2014, Aniket embarked upon setting up an LLC called Indus Valley Designs to bolster his enterprise. We trace the river to its source. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket P Twin, and this is the Long Way Home. So I'll take you back to 2014. So 2014, you're literally spent because you've you've, you've yeah. kind of gone through everything that a man could go through. right yeah and yeah. Uh, then you decide to set up indus valley design the the most frequently received advice was that i should turn uh, my thing into an llc mm-hmm. uh, for all kinds of good reasons so i registered that and uh, it basically it's just it's just me making my bikes there's there's no employee there's nobody else who makes the tea or sweeps the floor or sure. does anything Yep. I do everything from build the bikes to test them to upload pics on my website and answer email which I'm not very quick about I will admit but the romantic comes through even in that you pick a name like Indus Valley Design Limited <laughs> that that name was a bit of a wordplay thing because Indus you know is our river Indus and Indus also has the first three letters of India right. and then it has US and I'm kind of <sighs> half there half here Mm. So just put everything together into uh, the name of a river which is flowing and it's uh, you know nurturing a civilization so all these nice the river um, runs through you know, yeah a nice a nice uh, um philosophical uh, sort of feel to that name had me just choose that that's awesome Hi this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket V Twin and you are listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast Imagine toiling with an idea for almost a decade and the sheer joy of kickstarting that engine and that feeling when it responds. To pay tribute to that accomplishment, Biker Radio Broadcast has used the exhaust notes from the first video recording and incorporated that pre-silencer audio in our anthem. Well, a copy of that video is also there on our website at www.bikeradiobroadcast.com. Check it out for more links and for more goodies. But tribute must also be paid to the first man who put money on the table. Works of art and human enterprise are only possible when there is generous patronage. It is 
only in appreciation that interest is created and entrepreneurship is possible. Armed with a musket, Aniket reciprocated the faith his first client put in him with a magnum. A one-of-its-kind, handcrafted, 1120cc, custom-built piece of art that remains non-replicated. Here's to patronage. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket P Twin, and this is the long way home. Right. So this guy who placed the first order, he was a very, very, you know, forward-thinking, risk-taking individual who's willing to buy the very first one from mm-hmm. a custom builder who is just starting out. He bought the mm-hmm. first one because who knows if it's a piece of shit? You know, what if it breaks down and doesn't work properly? Who right. knows? I mean, mm-hmm. I understand the risk people would feel they're taking. Mm. So from that, I mean, he got an awesome bike for the risk he took. He got something which I've not built again after that. Right. You mm. know, it's terrific. I mean, that bike just turned out awesome. But it was zabardast gadi. So, wo bas uske baad collapse ke baad main wait karte raha and an order wouldn't happen. An order wouldn't happen. And winter came and went, and mm. it was 2015 beginning. that i got the email from max hazen and he wanted to order a complete engine with gearbox and clutch ready to just plug in into wow. the bike nice. and that gave me my first respite that okay apna kaam mila kuch income aayegi you know 6 mahine se ek kodi nahi aayi hai and then about a month or so into that i got an email from this young german guy chap in his 20s who's been following my website and my videos for a while and he said He wants to buy an engine and import it to Germany, and I said, "Shit! Wow, are you sure you want to do that?" Mm-hmm. And he was pretty sure. I wasn't, I wasn't clear about whether he was actually going to do it or not. Right. But mm-hmm. then he uh, emailed me and asked me uh, what my uh, price was, and he was ready to send it over on PayPal. Right. And I said, "He's for real. He's serious." So he he did. He sent the money over, and I was working on his engine as well, <laughs> and he mm-hmm. needed. stuff which is a little different so i had to order some uh, extra parts from india direct he wanted alloy cylinders and what not which is a little special order yeah. so mm-hmm. and throughout all this i uh, managed to you know get in touch with this uh, motorcycle blogger who knew jay leno and uh, he he was right. stuff and i had a great chat with him and he told me that uh, he can send my website over to jay leno Yeah. Uh, and if he likes, then he would consider doing the uh, Jay Leno's Garage episode. I said, "Wow, that would be fantastic! <laughs> awesome, uh, yes. do it, man! That would be that would be you know wonderful. Go for it." Uh, yeah. so he did, and he heard back from Jay like the next day. And Jay Leno's one-line reply was, "I love it. Let's do it." Namaskar, dosto. मैं हूं आपका अपना अनिकेत वर्धन और आप सुन रहे हैं बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्टर जुलाई my own muskets my number one red and black 700 mm. and my two which was my uh, gray 1000 which was the very first one uh, which was built as a 1000 
uh, in the design of the production version, which I did completely over. Okay. Which is another bit of the story, which I forgot to mention, is that once that red black bike was done and that 700 was done and I was riding it, everything running perfectly. And uh, interest began to happen. And I decided, Kichelo, let's make a few engines and see if I can uh, make them for people who want to buy one. Mm. It got designed all over again from scratch. The molds were made all again from scratch. Wow. Everything's redone. Like the 1000 design, it's a completely different casting. Um, it's, it's a completely okay. different uh, V-angle. The V-angle is tighter. 59. The location. The oil fitter, the oil lines. Was sub could change karke. Was doing the whole job all over again. That was done. So, is production version ki maine design ki I made seven sets of castings. Oh my um, god! That was my first production run. And keeping in mind that everything is coming out of my pocket to you know order metal castings and all of that sort of stuff. Sub kuch. अपनी जेब से जा रहा है right. mm. कोई लोन वोन नहीं country. Right. Mm. And, you, you know, you find a motorcycle transporting guy who has a covered trailer right. behind mm. his truck and he just goes around the country picking up and dropping off bikes. Mm. And plan it so that the bikes California a few days ahead. I fly down and then I reach there. I uh, stay with my, you know, brother and sister-in-law's place in Long mm. Beach. Wow. And then I go and, uh, and I pick up a truck and trailer from U-Haul. Hmm. which is like a shipping company there, which you rent a truck and you rent a trailer and you do your moving yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. I rent that from this company. I put my bikes on the trailer. I drive down to Jaleno's garage, which is like an hour and a half away. Right. And mm-hmm. open pray that I don't get lost or take the wrong exit. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, LA, you can, traffic is intense in LA. And yeah. uh, make it there on time on the day of the shooting. And when all it's all done, then you take your bikes back, drop them back. And then the trucker has to come and pick them up from California and take them back to Columbus. Mm-hmm. It was it was a pretty crazy undertaking to manage all of that to happen and show up where it needed to show up. And, uh, you know, everything going OK and nothing yeah. getting damaged. It was hair raising like my thousand. The paint job was done from a spray can because I just wanted a test bike to ride. And I think like, shit, now if I'm going to take it to Jaleno's garage, it needs to have a professional paint job. Yeah. So uh-huh. I took that thousand apart completely down to the last nut and bolt. And uh-huh. I got a couple of these to repaint it in a proper paint booth and uh-huh. put the whole bike back together again. Like it was down to, I mean, I took the chance to look inside the engine. I took the engine apart. Uh, how do the pistons look? How do the rings look? How do the bores look? How does the crank look? Everything looks perfect in there. Right. It had had like you know twelve thousand miles done. So just got that reassurance key engine bilkul sai lag raha and put it back together, and that's how it got shipped to Jay Leno after having been completely gone through. But it was worth it. I mean, it's a Leno. It was totally worth it, man. It was uh, it was a fantastic experience to go there, meet him. He's a really cool guy, mm. very affable. He let me roam around his entire garage all day. It's the size of like 
football fields, really. It's huge. It just goes on and on. Mm. Every room has stuff which you can't believe you're seeing, you know. I mean, um, he, he's got a he's got a freaking jet turbine motorcycle. He's got a jet turbine car. He's got, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the car which everyone used to salivate on back in the 80s and you had a poster up on your wall. He has a red one which he used to ride every day, drive every day. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the eighties, like he he he's had every single car he once ever dreamed of, and right. the amazing thing is that every single thing in his garage is ready to drive right then. He can take the ignition key and uh-huh. put it into anything he wants, whether it's a nineteen twenty nine Bugatti, whether it's a Duesenberg, whether it's a Cadillac, whether it's a hand built special replica of something which you've never heard of, all of them are in perfect running condition. Right. He's got one which is full of steam cars from 100 years ago. They run on steam. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's like one of the world's greatest museums is his own personal collection. Only if he was a real motorcycle guy, we'd have him on the show. So, chai break le gaya? You could, yeah, totally, absolutely, cool. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V Twin and you are listening to The Biker Radio Broadcast. Chalo bhai Shandi, intermission ho gaya. Ha, popcorns refill karne ka time aa gaya. Bio break, shayo break. But uh, you know the great thing about podcast yeah. is that there is no need of these, right? Because it is such a portable medium. Yes, you can even listen to this while you're making popcorn. or looking for tissues or even the teacups but interval ke baad storyline mein kuch twist aata hai hai na aana to chahiye so we asked him so we asked aniket the father of the bride question abar khurdar hum hai aniket vardhan ye rana saab hai aur aap sun rahe hain a biker radio broadcast you know how does it feel ki you can't even import a musket engine into india it was it was a gigantic pile of gobar on the head to discover that kyunki gaadi wadi ban gayi sab kuch video video banaye and uh, youtube pe video dala and website banaye and then emails would come and then some emails came from journalists in india who were uh automotive journalists and like yeah this is really cool but it's a pity you can't bring it to india tumhare liye to gobar ho gaya hamare liye to kela ho gaya yaar kela to khaya ja sakta hai lekin gobar nahi khaya ja sakta sahi baat yeah because you know anyone who who listens to this story is thinking of a thousand cc royal enfield okay and which is like a thousand cc musket really and and they want it everybody wants it when you grow up watching something like orange county choppers yeah. and you see that this guy says okay i'm going to pick up that engine i'm going to put it on this i'm saying ye to india mein ho hi nahi sakta hum iski chassis mein uska engine nahi bitha sakte to goli maar denge hame nahi you know that over here in india you are not even allowed to change you're not allowed to swap out one bullet engine for another bullet engine Oh, yeah. we're very happy yes, that you can yeah. swap passengers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very strict here. I mean, people uh, are going to get uh, a challan for changing the silencer. Um, yeah. 
how many how many old bullets do you guys ever see on the road anymore? No, they're they're, they're gone. They're going, and going, this, gone. And this nonsensical new rule about fifteen years old and it's junk. Oh man, tell me about it. Means like from from now on, a two thousand and five model bullet, which could be the old school iron barrel classic bullet. Yeah. You can't mm. ride it on the road. Right. Yeah. It's just no sense at all they don't do this in the freaking you know richest countries in the world where they're just like okay all this stuff is trash now right. mm. i don't get it it just doesn't make any sense at least like you know maybe those things can be updated in some way to improve emissions maybe it could be some tuning maybe it could be some retroactive uh you know, kit which is fitted on there but the whole bike to be trashed the whole car to be trashed after 15 years mm. and it's just no sense. Yes. How are you how are you going to drive industry, man? That's the only way to drive industry. Yeah, I see that. I see again seeing both sides of the argument. I totally get, and they're talking about that they want to give the auto industry a boost because they are having a really hard time right now. Mm. Oh yeah, this this conversation can go on till the cows come home because we are personally yeah. pained by this entire thing, yeah. and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like the tires did yeah, nothing, yeah. the chassis did nothing. So why do you want that exactly. also to go? Exactly. My point is that in that entire car, which is probably in perfectly good running condition. It's just the engine. You know, there is vast amounts of components which are making no impact on emissions at all. And they're in perfectly good usable condition. Absolutely. And, and maybe an updated fuel injection system or an updated ECU or an mm. updated catalytic converter or something like that would make them you know, significantly better. Maybe it's not all the way to stage six, but they kind of give a stage five leeway thing that if you've got an old car, you have Mm -hmm. the option of getting it updated to improve emissions, but you can keep the car. Mm. I'm saying that you give me a BS6 engine, brother. Yes, let's put it in the car. Okay, you know, let the Mahindras itself come up with a BS6. I've got a Scorpio sitting here, which I don't want to, and I will never give up, you know, and I I can't drive it. My my cousin's hubby was lamenting the Scorpio he was forced to sell for a shit price because it was 15 years old. And he just got nothing for it because it was no longer legal and it ran perfectly and he loved it. And it it was it was great in every respect. Forums, you know, discussion. Right. I don't know. If there is, I don't know where it is. I mean, you you guys should write letters to the chief ministers or the minister for transport and all that and present your case. Malab, there's no harm done. Chitti mm. likdo, get some signatures together. Apne kisi automotive clubs wabs ko bolo jo bhi hai. Ki guys, let's get a petition together. Change.org hai, falan dimkaan hai. Mm. I mean, I know pretty well about a lot of custom bike building goes on here in very, very uh, small, uh, you know, numbers. And uh, the people who buy them are well aware that uh, getting a custom bill is not legal. So they just have to stay under the radar, write it carefully and try to not get caught. But at the same time, in my mind, I can't really honestly consider going and setting up a business across the world in India when the very basis of the business is that it's against the law. Right. And um, 
I really don't know if there's a future in doing that and what it would cost investment wise and how long it could last to knowing key what you're making is just not legal in the country. Right. Uh, so there is just a certain ground level, foundation level uneasiness and anxiety about doing that, which I don't want to buy into. I mean, <laughs> I'm someone who gets stressed out about stuff, uh, which is not just right anyway. I'm very particular <laughs> about keeping everything, you know, clean and above board. And to export them from India to the US is just stupid because the cost of doing that, <laughs> the duty which you will have to pay. I mean, the biggest market for modified Enfields is here. Yeah. And Ooh. this is the market where it is illegal to do so, right. you know. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket P Twin, and this is the long way home. You've got yourself quite a few rides around. My riding is less in terms of quantity, but more intense in terms of enjoyment because one of my uh, you know, pet theories for a long time is that the stuff you really like doing, don't do it too much because then you will start getting sick of it. Mm. So if you love riding... Let there be gaps that you don't ride at all. And then after a couple of weeks, when you kick it over and it fires up, you feel that rush again. If you are riding every day or riding for, you know, 500 miles every weekend, there will be a time after which you would literally be something repetitive Spent. and not really enjoyable. It's turned into a habit. And mm-hmm. I'm very careful to not do that. So... If there was an opportunity mm. for you to maybe build a bike for someone out of history or fantasy, who would it be and why? Well, I would like to build a bike for some pioneering woman motorcycle rider from India who I've never heard of. And might be someone who was back in the 60s riding a freaking bullet or a Yazdi. I oh. want to make it for a badass lady who used to ride back when no ladies were riding. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mirautar. Why? Why? Okay. Um, like we were discussing very recently, all of us really love women, generally speaking. Sure. Yeah. And I particularly appreciate strong and uh, you know fearless ladies who show men who's boss okay. you know I really dig that so a strong badass fearless go anywhere who wouldn't want to build a bike for her and, and she'll probably end up being a Parsi lady I have a feeling <laughs> it'll probably it'll probably be someone called uh, you know Sorabji or Bhatena or uh, Daru Khanawala or Bombay Puna Highway Petrol Pump Wala or Soda Water Soda Water Bottle Wala. This is the name lady ka jo apni BSA Gold Star chalati hai Marine Drive pe back in back in those days Salwar Kameez pan ke. You guys picturing na, a bike, let's say, you're picturing someone who's coming out of an old movie with Kishore Kumar and uh, all of those guys. And this is a lady who's wearing those cool Ray-Bans from the 50s, you know, those shades. And, and she races these guys and beats them. Wow. <laughs> 
नमस्कार दोस्तों मैं हूं आपका अपना अनिकेत वर्धन और आप सुन रहे हैं बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट एंड दैट इज द स्टोरी ऑफ अ ड्रीमर नेस्ल्ड इन द ग्रीनरी of the Delhi University his boyish dreams led him to his destiny his glory and his pride the musket v twin is truly what dreams are made of too bad we can't get our hands on one in india but i sure know that columbus ohio is now on our travel map yeah <laughs> i think uh, we'll need a special vande bharat flight to go there sure because that is surely not happening anytime very very soon unless you want a one way ticket and not come back plus there's november election in the us so we don't know if they will even allow a bearded fellow like you to get in there ever <laughs> that is a flight of fancy i would say and uh, is currently a fragile air bubble as we deal with this covid-19 pandemic but i certainly hope we get over it and get over it soon you think that's happening really soon huh? or you'd like it to मतलब ख्याली पुलाव पकाने में क्या जाता है अरे यार किसी तरह से भी ये खत्म करो कैसे भी खत्म करो फास्ट फॉरवर्ड करो कलम्बस ओहायो कलम्बस ऐसे करते हैं एक यहाँ बना देते हैं कलम्बस ओहायो वैसे भी आजकल हमारे लिस्टनर्स बहुत है यूएस में यू नो दिस इज द क्वेश्चन आई वॉन्ट टू आस्क अनिकेतन आई फॉर अबाउट इट इज दैट वाई इज इट इन दूएस एवरी वन हैजेसिफाई द स्टेट यू नो लाइक कलम्बस ओहायो the only thing is that maybe there's a columbus in texas maybe there's a columbus so in there is Oregon. actually <laughs> there is so, so you know there is a new delhi in the us yeah. there is a calcutta yeah. calcutta there is a mumbai <laughs> or bombay because you know they had nothing yeah. to actually so all they did was pick up names from yeah. all over the world immigrated names immigrated names <laughs> that's the best way to deal with it right yeah naam badal do nahi naam खुद तो कुछ है नहीं कोरी जगह है ऐसे करो अरे भैया वो सुना है पेरिस कोई बहुत सुंदर जगह है चलो इसका नाम चलो अच्छा इसका नाम करो चलो कोलंबस रख दो तो बेसिकली नाम सारे यूएस वाले यूके यूरोप इंडिया ट्रू पता नहीं कोई जापानीज नाम भी है कि नहीं इज देर अ टोक्यो इन दूसरे This is Hashim Kayum from Karmayatri Motorcycle Tours and I'm calling into the Biker Radio broadcast and this is my way. So I'm currently based in Arambol, a gem of North Goa which is typically super super crowded. But this time around because it's the monsoon, uh, Arambol wears a very different look. Uh, the beach looks gorgeous because uh, there aren't too many people on the beach. Uh, there are quite a few locals because i'm told that they enjoy coming to the beach in the monsoons so that's a refreshing sight uh, most of the village life is taken over by the locals and uh, typically i just sit around at home looking at google maps looking at various blog posts speaking to locals trying to find out some interesting places that i can ride to and uh, maybe include into our itineraries when uh, it's uh, safe to travel again or people are open to travel again uh, i think we got some really cool stuff that's uh, building into a really nice itinerary where you would be based in one place 
in Goa, so you don't need to really change your rooms and worry about the sanitation and uh, exposure to a lot of people. So you stick through the holiday in one particular hotel or resort that we have specifically picked up for you. And uh, you do a lot of day trips, which could be a mixture of uh, bike rides and certain activities which are really interesting to do during the monsoons. So, yeah, that's what I end up doing through most of my day. And uh, then I get onto my motorcycle and head out to see the places that I've researched. Goa has quite a few disused or abandoned granite quarries and uh, the monsoon gives a very interesting characteristic to these quarries because they form these absolutely clear pools which are perfect for diving in or taking a little swim. That is one of the spots that I've been going to in North Goa. Uh, There are quite a few of them uh, scattered around North Goa. Goa also has a bunch of waterfalls that are really stunning. Uh, I mean, typically it's just Dude Sagar that takes center stage because it's the most Instagrammable. But uh, yeah, if you explore, if you go into the inner side of Goa, the inland areas, the uh, national parks and the Western Ghats, uh, there are some stunning, stunning waterfalls uh, that are waiting to be discovered. That's it for me. This is Hashim Kayyum calling on the Biker Radio Broadcast and this is my way. My way. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of The Musket V-Twin and you are listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. So so what's, what's uh, happening when you get back now? When I get back, I'm probably going to stop uh, doing some work on bikes again. I've got uh, my remaining engines from that second batch of 10. Okay. And my, my thought is that the last few bikes I'm going to make, this might be the last few bikes because I don't know if I have the energy to gas and machine another batch of 10, 15 engines, particularly since now I don't have a shop which I can walk into mm-hmm. and I have to and I can do all my stuff. And if I were to go someplace and have them do the machining for me, it would get so prohibitively expensive to do all that work. Mm. That, uh, it's going to jack up prices significantly. And you know, then it gets tricky to be like, is it going to be financially viable? Mm-hmm. What are going to do with uh, my price to a customer and are going to be willing to pay it and all of that jazz? Right. Mm-hmm. It to be seen, but I have a few more complete bikes I can build. I did all the fabrication I need for those. So that's what I'm going to get back to when I get back. And uh, for that, we'll see what happens. So we're approaching a cost crossroad of some sorts. Yeah, I mean, so far it's been it's been one guy doing all the work, and that one guy is not really paying himself what his labor is worth. Right, and he's mm-hmm. doing because of you know the love of the machine and all of that. Mm-hmm. And once that gets old, and once that starts to like make your back hurt and your knees hurt and your head hurt and all of that, and uh, you're running low on that initial, you know, unstoppable, uh, you know, steam and pressure you have when you're younger and you're like, okay, I can do all this because I have a lot of energy. Right. Once that starts to kind of lighten up, then you have to really take a clear, hard look at if it makes sense to keep doing it. Right. Or it makes sense to do something else now. 
Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket P Twin, and this is the Long Way Home. If our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or find out uh, yeah. more about your yeah. work or your yeah. website, uh, your collaterals yeah. that you have, why don't you just yeah. bring it out? Sure. There's a Facebook page, uh, which is just called The Musket V-Twin. Uh, there's my own Facebook page, which is just my name, Aniket Vardhan. And then there's a website, which is musketvtwin.com. And mm-hmm. I have an Instagram page, which is also just called Musket V Twin. And uh, the YouTube channel is called Winsomniac, which is just the word insomniac with a W in the beginning. On YouTube, if they just put Musket V Twin, they will see a bunch of videos, including the Jay Leno's Garage video, which will come right up. Hmm. That's about it. And of course, your Skype ID is Ferris Equus. But what does it mean? Tell me what it means. You know. Well, Papa, thodi si standard, nine standard ki chemistry yaad kar le. Ferris to samajh mein aagya, bhai. Equus, ghoda hai. Iron horse. Ah, Katam kam. Achha, chalo. This was like open, aaj kal shuru hua na, open book answers. Hamare zamane mein hi hota, yaar. Top karke, sabke sab. Wo bas difference itna hai ki kitab hami likhte the, hai na? Kitab hami likhte the. So Aniket Vardhan, thank you so much for being on the Biker Radio Broadcast. We wish you my, all the best. My pleasure. Thank you very much for uh, the time that you've taken out in the middle of this uh, lockdown. Uh, you've been very, very gracious with your time. Pleasure entirely mine. And it was wonderful to hear from both of you. Be safe and thank uh, you. Have, a, have a great weekend. Bye, guys. Bye. You're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Well, it's, I guess the time has come to say thank yous and people have showed great appreciation for our last episode featuring Bharat Bhushan, a.k.a. Papu, a master mechanic of Royal Enfield Engines. A big thank you also to Hashim Kayum of Karma Yatri for the My Way and Binil Varghis for the soundboard. Biker Radio Broadcast is India's exclusive podcast celebrating heroic riders, legendary mechanics and iconic builders. And we'll be back with another story from the motorcycling community. For those of you listening to this show on apps, remember, you'd like to make a pit stop at bikerradiobroadcast.com to scoop up a lot more because as we believe, this is a show where you can listen, connect, ride on. I'm Sunny. And I'm Shandy. Listening to the Michael Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on.